They looking like Miss Slater. What? I'm, I'm grabbing cans from my kitchen, y'all. Showing them like this is a cylinder. Get this in your kitchen. And they're like, child, what is lunch? So it's, it's very, very <laughs> hard. But at this point, you have to laugh and just, you know, keep it going. Send them to us here at Black at Work Pod at gmail.com. You can also go to our website and submit them uh, anonymously, blackatworkpod.com, or visit us on socials at Black at Work Pod. So, our first fuck you <laughs> comes from a frustrated bitch. <laughs> That's our name, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. She says, My boss is a moron. He doesn't know what he's doing. Hmm. And he makes up for it by being a fun dude. But I am just so tired of working <laughs> with someone. <laughs> she said a fun dude. Oh my gosh. I've experienced that before. But um, and she said he makes up for it by being a fun dude. But I am just so tired of working with someone this stupid. How did you get the job, first of all? And how are you my superior? I work with so many aloof, goofy-ass white people who just don't give a damn. And I burn the midnight hours working, 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 helping them and getting more work. I am so tired of this. My team of five has been back in the office for two weeks and everybody treats the work day like it's social hour. They ask me, hey, you want to go to happy hour? No, Jim. I'm working on the report you were supposed to have done this morning. Y'all are playing hopscotch and shit in the office while I'm over here stressed listening to my podcast, trying not to flip this desk over. I really don't know how much more I can take. To top things off, the company announced there won't be no performance reviews this year. The year I literally busted my ass all year, I'm at my breaking point and now I'm just trying to be fired. (laughs) Your little workhorse um, don't want to work no more. Fuck all of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said they was playing hopscotch in the office what girl i feel you a hundred percent because i feel like this is happening to me right now at work so <laughs> I, literally i'm i'm there with you but then i'll let you go ahead and go first um well uh shout out to your fun dude boss okay uh yeah without saying a whole whole lot Anessa and I can very much relate (laughs) to this well the thing about it is these jobs they just like I don't know if it's just black people or black women it's just like I don't know if we continue to you know we take on so much work and we kind of talked about this Dana um, a little bit this week when I called you frustrated about what was going on at work it's just like they have like no regard for what we have going on. They don't care if they, it's like they, they're just like, oh yeah, she's strong. She can do it. Just pile all the work on her, pile all the work on her while y'all up in the office playing around. Am I the only one doing work around here? I'm confused. Exactly. And uh, to piggyback off of that, what I have assessed in my years in corporate is that if you take on more work, do more work and your work is good, they're just going to keep piling it on to you. Not fire the motherfuckers around you who aren't as performing as good as you are. 
they're going to give you their work. So relatable what we say drew hill help me sing it shout out to you frustrated bitch um i hope that your work days uh get a little bit easier but you know what you can always just clock out on them hoes right i did that this week so hey Join the team, but I log back in though. Because <laughs> <laughs> I still need that check. I still need the check on, on the 15th and the 30th. <laughs> well, thank you so much for writing in. Again, guys, if you have a fuck you, <laughs> please send them to us here at Black at Work Pod um, or send them in on our website or visit us on socials at Black at Work Pod. At Black at Work Pod. Happy Halloween, y'all. We're um, recording this, as you know, on Saturday. It's Halloween. We ain't going nowhere because COVID. And um, shit's getting real, real, real. So before we go to the water cooler, let us bow our heads for prayer, shall we? Lord, it's delusional niggas out here who think that voting for this decrepit racist bitch is somehow in your will, Father. Lord, the white people that you left us with down here on earth somehow think you left them in charge. Lord, it's niggas out here talking about they not voting because they did their research when we all know that the research that they talking about is just some shit they found on Facebook. Lord, those of us with brains know that these are the same Illuminati niggas that claim that Black Lives Matter don't acknowledge the black man in their bylaws. Pause. Bitch, what? Y'all sound stupid as fuck. Anyway, God, we know that the Bible is only about 2,700 years old, Father, but you and the earth have been here billions of years and it's looking like you about to destroy this motherfucker again. So I ask, Lord God, that you spare me, Anessa, the innocent children, all three of the white people that you might be able to find that actually don't have a racist, capitalistic, separatist bone in their body. And us blacks, Father God, because we have suffered enough. But only those of us who could and exercised their right to vote and did not vote for that chewed up wad of gum currently in the White House. Amen. Baby, hold on, friend. This this prayer has taken me all the way out. <laughs> Girl, look, it's the but- end of the world and we know it. <laughs> bitch, election season, friend, come, I mean, election season, bitch, it is election season. Election day is here, okay? And uh, it ain't looking good. <laughs> so uh anyway let's do this fucking water cooler well Lil Wayne took all three of his dreadlocks to the white house uh this past week and endorsed child boy <laughs> not three <laughs> should i read the tweet he posted yes please I didn't even read it when it came across my timeline. Fuck that tweet. Fuck that tweet. I just saw this extra cheese, please, head ass nigga shaking Master's hand. And I already knew. 
Of course, the internet let him have it, but this motherfucker is on a scissor cloud somewhere trying to avoid a seizure. He don't give a fuck about what us broke, sober niggas is talking about. Greatest rapper alive and gonna die coon. Mm. I don't have nothing to say here for real, but uh, stay the fuck off of drugs. What you got, Anissa? I am <laughs> LOLing at your commentary, but <laughs> other than that, I am very disappointed. Um, just I, first of all, I love Lil Wayne. I loved Lil Wayne, um, and I'm just—I I don't want to say I'm shocked because it's like all, all of a sudden all these rappers are coming. You know, Ice Cube, Fifty Cent, now Wayne. Like these people who have these huge platforms, these huge followings, and I'm just very disappointed. And you know, Wayne came out and said, you know, a white man saved him you know, when he was younger and he got shot, the white man was the only person that came and, you know, helped him. The other black cops just walked past him, supposedly. Um, But my thing is, you're not looking at the bigger picture because, okay, that was one. And I'm not saying all white, all white cops are bad. But what I am saying is that when you think about Breonna Taylor and how those white cops, that so-called saved you, but didn't think twice about saving Brianna. And when you have a president and a vice president who feel justice was served and aren't at all caring about becoming involved, how could you even think about think about voting for him? Um, scissor cloud. I'm telling you, that's what it is. Um, he talking about. He said he's going to do a good job for us. some stupid. Shit. I, listen, I didn't even read the tweet. It was just dumb as fuck. I feel like at this point, it's who 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 else want to throw their last bit of career livelihoods and reputation on the line to uh, endorse this fool? He probably gonna win anyway. I'm hoping that these, you know, the followers um, that follow, you know, everybody that follows these coons because that's what they're called on social media that they don't, you know, that they have their own mind, have their own voice and do us right. Cause this is absolutely ridiculous that they're coming at the last minute. They know what they're doing a couple days before the actual election day and, you know, trying to endorse this man. It's sad. And FYI, the greatest rapper alive retired back in 2004 with the black album and then came back. Um, you had a reign. It was dope. We appreciated what you brought to the culture. But like I said, you're going to die coon. Bye. Bye. So, um, next, Jared Kushner took his earthworm gym head ass to Fox News last week and said, (laughs) and I'm literally about to quote this. This motherfucker said, I think we've seen in the black community, which is mostly Democrat, is the President Trump's policies are the policies that could help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about. But he can't want them to want to be successful more than they want to be successful. End quote. Let's dissect this, shall we? First of all, I'm so fucking tired of these races talking about us black people as if we're one band, one sound. This ain't drumline mayo drip. We are a huge ethnic group of multitudes of people across our entire diaspora full of culture. That is number one. 
Number two, how fucking ridiculous do you sound saying that all we need to do is want to be successful and we won't have the problems that we have? What la la lamb did you beam yourself here from, conehead? Is that all it takes? One is success, huh? Okay. Never fucking mind the systemic racism that we have to deal with every day. Never fucking mind that y'all have had a 500 plus year leg up on us creating wealth and creating laws to prevent us from assessing that wealth. Bitch, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. (laughs) Plymouth Rock landed on us. us. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You think these wealth education and income gaps are just happenstance bitch you think that was just us not wanting to be successful this is the exact type of bullshit rhetoric that has us here right now got your supporters all riled up with their toothless asses yeah the blacks are just lazy we are not lazy and y'all been calling us that ever since we stopped working for y'all for free bitch Y'all not even smart enough to flip that around and try to apply that logic to y'all own boring yard ass lives. Don't you want better for yourself too, Jim Bob? Don't you want off the farm? Don't you want all your back teeth to grow in? Don't you want to stop fucking your cousin? Well, maybe not. But still, I'm sick of you bitches. You don't make sense. Bye. (laughs) I love how we ended everybody on. You gonna make sense. Bye. You gonna die, coon. Bye. <laughs> it like, can we say it again? Systemic racism. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, we all want to be successful, but we can't walk into a bank and say, "Hey, I want a hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan to start me a bundle hair business, so I can bundle up all these, you know, my homies." And you know what I'm saying? I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. You know, go to a realtor and go just go buy a house and build a house and not have all these issues and um, get higher interest rates because because I'm black. Exactly. You sound ignorant. As fuck. And they, and they continue to ignore the fact that it's just not the fucking same for us. It's not the same. It's obvious. I mean, I don't want to be negative and say it's never going to be the same, but I hate when these white people try to get on here, get on, you know, where socials, get on TV or wherever it may be, Fox, because they stay on there and backpedal and backtrack. Just sit here and admit that y'all are racist. Sit here and admit that we are not the same. Exactly. What's so hard about it? I don't get it. And newsflash, y'all think that we are so dumb that we don't know that the Democratic Party isn't racist too or hasn't done anything for this. We know that shit. Are y'all insane? We know that shit. This whole government is fucking racist. There's one massa that's going to beat your ass. And then there's the other massa that might let you get a little extra rice from time to time. Bitch, we trying to get extra rice from time to time. And the way y'all Republicans are set up, y'all ain't trying to divvy out no more rice. We wouldn't even need the extra rice if we had the same access to the kitchen that y'all do. But we don't. Why is this confusing for you all? And where is the reparations? Run me my money. Period. We we stopped talking about reparations. How does it go? Where is this? This is never coming to us. And if any... 
any ethnic group deserves reparations more than any ethnic group, it is the blacks. We are still, still in the Holocaust. And you know what? Chelsea Handler is on some uh, eat, pray, love version of being unracist. And uh, honestly, those are the only white folks I'm looking to entertain these days. Good day. Go figure out your privilege and inner prejudice. Bye. And there go that. Bye. 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 Baby, bye, 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 bye. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So... Bitches with nerve, bitches with gall, bitches with the fucking audacity. This bitch ass Brett Mattingly decided to file a lawsuit against Kenneth Walker, who is the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. He uh is filing a lawsuit for <laughs> try not to laugh. Emotional distress. Assault and battery. What? Exactly. Uh, officer involved in the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor has filed a civil suit against the 26-year-old's boyfriend for emotional distress, assault, and battery on the night she was killed. The lawsuit claims Louisville Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly experienced severe trauma, mental anguish, and emotional distress because of Kenneth Walker's actions. On March 13th. I'm sorry. Did who did girl? I'm, I'm look, I'm stuttering. Emotional. Hello. Emotional distress. Did your fiance get killed in front of you or get killed? And then you had to leave and didn't even know if she was alive or dead or not. What emotional distress are you under? I'm sorry, Dana. No, you're good. Um, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. Are you upset that people, uh, protested rightfully so for your ass to be arrested? Is that what's causing you emotional distress? What caused you emotional distress? All those people sitting out on your front lawn, threatening your job, threatening your life, your kids and all that because they were, they don't see any justice. You really, really feel like a civil suit for this man. After he lost his girlfriend in the most horrific way, this Brianna Taylor is our 2020 version of Emmett Till, pretty much. Like, this is all everybody's been talking about because it's just an obscene miscarriage of justice. And you have the nerve, the gall, the audacity, the audacity to fi- take your ass to a lawyer and get a lawsuit filed against the, one of the survivors of your fucked upness. I don't know words. And what lawyer in him in his or her right mind would sit here and say, "Sir, I would have told him get out of my office, uh, security." Okay, see him to the door because how how in the world can you be emotionally emotion, emotionally distressed? He's deflecting, <laughs> like literally. I'm the one. My you, you, you guys ran up in my house. Didn't knock. I mean, you knock. Claims you knock. We asked who was it a hundred times. Nobody said anything. Yeah, I'm gonna get out my gun and shoot, and I have the right to try to protect myself and my girl, my family. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out. And now you're causing me more stress by trying to sue me. 
I was already wrongfully. The person was in custody. What what part of this do people not understand? Like the person was in custody. Y'all came in my house for no reason. And then on camera, try let let's let's watch what we say. Let's try to cover this up. Where are you at emotionally? What are you emotionally distressed from? Because if anybody's sitting on top of your lawn, cursing you out, tweeting you, doing whatever, you deserve. Okay. Period. And I had something else to say. I totally forgot. But I'm so sorry. Cause, cause I just can't, I just cannot believe the nerve. I can't believe when he went down there and uh, the clerk saw the charge, she was like, oh, okay, I'll file this. Like you already got a chance to walk away from this with your hands bloodied and no charges. Take your gift and sit the fuck down flat out. Period. Anyway, two of the grand jurors in uh, Brianna's case are speaking out now, uh, calling the police officer's actions criminal. They also said that manslaughter and murder charges were never presented. Surprise. Um, We already spoke about that. I don't know how far this is going to go. And honestly, guys... I don't want to say I'm tired of talking about this um, or I'm tired of hearing about this or I'm tired of circling this topic, but I am. I am. I just don't have any anything else to say here. Y'all took this girl's life. It was unjust. And here y'all come back for more clownery. I'm done. And it honestly sounds like to me, so were the witnesses coerced to sit up here and come up with a resolve that benefit the blue team and ugly coon uh, attorney general? I don't even care what his name is. I don't forgot it and I don't care. Um, I, it's just not fair. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, like Dana's, I, my sentiments exactly. I'm tired of this. I done cried on this podcast about this. Like, it's just, and then we've had to see somebody else, you know, get killed in the news by the hands of police again. Yep. Well, switching gears a little bit. Um, happy belated birthday to our girl, Monica. I don't know what age she turned this time around, but she's looking good. Black don't crack. Uh, but <laughs> what I thought was funny uh, about her birthday celebration this past week see murder uh showered monica with birthday gifts from prison he promised her everything when she gets out (laughs) isn't this just a typical ghetto ass (laughs) love story prison (laughs) prison song ass (laughs) oh monica I wish you nothing but happiness and success. If C-Murder makes you happy, girl, I love it. Um, happy birthday to you. And yeah, shout out C-Murder. Free C-Murder. Free C-Murder. Like everybody's so pressed about C-Murder and Monica. I'm happy for them, especially, you know, they both single. If if they're both single, I, I know Monica got a divorce, I believe. And C-Murder, I don't know his the status of his relationship. I know some women was coming out the woodworks. No, I Mrs. Frankie Lyman. No, I'm Mrs. Frankie Lyman. So, <laughs> so I mean, hey, but if y'all both single, hey, like let them do them. Let him get out. Let him be free and let them be together if that's what makes them happy. All right. Whatever makes you happy. So, T 
T.I. and Jeezy are having a versus coming up on the 19th, right, Anessa? Yes, the night, November the 19th. And you know what? I don't know why I never thought about Jeezy as a competition for T.I. But that's a decent match. I still think T.I. will win just because he has more commercial hits and bangers. And Jeezy's more of a trap nigga club anthem type dude. But I'm bringing up T.I. right now because uh, your boy, Mr. Expeditiously, says that he has a cure for COVID. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not a cure. This is how he says he's staying COVID free. Let's take a listen. Tea three times a day keeps the COVID away. COVID starts in the throat. If you catch it while it's still in the throat and you drink warm liquid, the warm liquid wash it down to the stomach where the stomach acid then kill it. I'd rather boost my immune system to defend me against COVID should I come in contact with it rather than wear a mask and hide in fear of coming in contact with Nigga, what? Are you serious? <laughs> T. T, everybody. T. Uh, the whole world has uh, been afflicted by this disease and your boy Ti has discovered how to not get it, and it is just simply drinking some tea. He didn't say what kind of tea. I'm about to say, is it some herbal tea? Is it some weed tea? What kind of tea? <laughs> <laughs> how about it's no tea, nigga? You are not a doctor. Okay, one thing that I hate is when people get on public platforms and say super irresponsible shit like this. T.I., you are the king of the South. So, excuse me, the king of the South. Okay, you are Atlanta's nigga. Atlanta is one of those places heavily populated with black folks who are out here lollipopping, bebopping, pop locking, and dropping it like it's hot while we're in the middle of a pandemic. And you get on video recording from your safe space of home and say, I'm drinking tea and I ain't wearing no mask. How, you know what? Those Illuminati nigga people that I was talking about, th- th- he's one of those. He He's one of those. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Love you, T.I., but no, no. Super irresponsible. Um, find you a doctor. Um <sighs> I, can't, I don't even want to say do no more research because niggas don't even know what research is no more. Research to niggas is uh, YouTube videos uh, that look like they were broadcasted live from Afghanistan. So <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm over you niggas. I'm done with you. La, 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 la. Get the fuck out. Like, I'm just over it. I'm well, sick of you, me, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say, look, see, I might be on to something because everybody in Atlanta, okay, I touch. My best friend is in Atlanta. My cousin is in Atlanta. Ain't nobody, they must be drinking this hot tea that they got down there. They ain't telling us about it because none of them got COVID and they all out at the club, Magic City. They everywhere. 21 Savage just had a birthday party. Ain't none of them have masks on. So it, obviously the tea that they drinking is working. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. COVID free tea. <laughs> All right. If all y'all be supposed to go drink bleach like your president. <laughs> Them niggas is asymptomatic. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's all I have for the water cooler, guys. Let's take a break. 
All right, y'all. Well, we have a very special guest today. We are so ex uh, excited and happy to have her. Um, her name is Simone Slater, and you can follow her on Instagram at underscore love Simone. Um, she is a Howard University alum. Shout out to HBCU. And she, <laughs> and she teaches kindergarten here in Dallas, Texas. So welcome, Simone. Thanks so much. Thank for you. Hey, co-workers. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Well, first, I just want to start like in the beginning. What made you want to be an educator? So for me, growing up in San Diego, it's a lot of diversity. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm around all different races, all different everything. And so one thing I never had was a black teacher. Um, never saw one, didn't know we could be a black, didn't know black people could be teachers. And so I also, you know, will confess I'm a nerd. I love school. I love getting school supplies. I love learning things. So I think that my love for education and then just the need to show that representation to others is what made me want to be a teacher. And just the dope teachers I've had, I'm like... I could totally do this. Like I could change lives the way they've changed my life. So that's why I wanted to be one. Um, and luckily here I am doing exactly that. That is awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. And I also went to uh, HBCU, HBCU. I went to Clark Atlanta University. Come so on shout out. My kindergarten, my kindergarten <laughs> classroom is right now where Clark Atlanta. So you have to be at college every year. And so last year I was hired <gasps> to this year, my kindergarten. Yes, my kindergarten class. We are the Panthers. Um, we got the Panthers every day. So yes, absolutely. I love that. Love that. Shout out. Well, um, well, I want to, I want to know, like, because I know it is important. Like I try to, um, I want to instill in my child how important it is. What do you, why do you feel like it's important to go to an HBCU or what made you choose to go to an HBCU? Um, honestly, for me, I didn't, I didn't think being black was a cool thing. I didn't see the hype in it. I didn't, I knew I was black and I liked being black, but I never loved it. And I didn't know why, like why everyone was so geeked about it. So for me going to Howard, it, it gave me my black voice. Like I, I probably wore box braids one time in middle school, got made fun of, never wore them again. Went to Howard like, oh, oh thank God, everybody wearing these too. So for me, it was just like that black identity. I didn't have it. And I sound super cliche, but like, I promise you, until I went to Howard, I didn't know how beautiful I was, how cool we were, and how much we were capable of doing until I went to an HBCU. So if you're ever struggling with your black identity, especially with everything going on now in the world, I'm all for an HBCU to figure that out because I needed that for myself. I love that because for me, HBCUs, I grew up in the Midwest, mm -hmm. so HBCUs weren't big where I was. And y'all are going to think I'm hella slow, but I literally thought Drumline was a fictional movie based on fictional things. I didn't think that an all-black university existed, those types of bands, dances. I thought the whole thing was acting. You Even know what? You can, um, you can write my name down next to yours because I thought the same. I thought it was a good old movie, and then I didn't even learn the term HBCU until way later. I just thought it was a cool college, but I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. The West coast, it's not HBCUs are nothing either. So now you're not alone. That's, that's a real thing for many of us. If you don't see it, how do you know? And, and the fact that you are teaching your babies and your students that already in kindergarten, that's going to go a very long way. That'll be instilled 
instilled with them at a very young age and then they'll be able to say, you know what, maybe I do want to go to HBCU. It's not like it's being taught to them way, way, way down the line. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's, that's also why I teach kindergarten on purpose. Like people are like, I don't know how you do it. I do it on purpose because if I can start at the beginning and instill something in y'all, I'm like not saying, you know, you don't have to go to HBCU, of course, but I want you to know that there's an option. Um, so half the things I teach on, or the grade I teach is on purpose because I know that in the beginning, if I instill something, I hope that that little bit of whatever I taught you stays with you forever. But that's definitely why I teach kindergarten to show like, hey, there's many things that we won't know until someone shows us. So let me be the one to show you. Now, as a teacher, have there been any instances or as a black teacher, let me let me mm-hmm. correct myself. Have there been <laughs> any instances with you with like your transition or anything like to where you've been kind of um, discriminated against or have you had any microaggressions, you know, while teaching here in Dallas? Because Dallas is uh, we got some racist folks here, too. So and what is so crazy is if you would have asked me this question last year, I'd have been like, no, it's OK. But this year, literally this year. Um, so as you know, I teach vir- I'm a virtual teacher now, given everything going on. I still come to work in person, but I'm assigned virtual. I have 44 kids. Um, and I had a parent who, you know, we're doing parent conferences. Everything is online. So I'm a very organized person. So I say, Hey guys, here's the email, sign up. Da, 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 da. Long story short, I had a parent who just didn't, didn't, she didn't, she didn't sign up. She didn't do anything. And she calls me on the weekends. And so my parents know weekends are my quiet hours, but she was in distress, like wanting to talk to me. So I said, okay, I'll talk to you. She's like, Hey, I just, I need to, I need a conference with you. I haven't heard anything, blah, 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 blah. We agreed to um, meet even after hours. I think I agreed to the conference being at 6 PM way after the time I normally work. And it ended up that I was stuck in traffic and I said, hey, I'm going to be about 15 minutes late. Um, you know, can we still do it? flip like a switch flip like you know what I'm so tired of everyone putting my white child last I'm so and mind you I have no idea what this parent looks like because I've never met her so this is going to be our first face-to-face so I don't know you're white but you know I'm black um because you made a point to tell me that you know I'm black she's like I'm sorry for what the world is doing to the minorities but we're not the problem I'm so tired <sighs> of him being pushed to the side and you know did it and you know I understand that we're uplifting the black and the Mexicans but I'm over it what about the white kids you're just you want you want him to be behind you don't like him already I say ma'am I had no idea what you look like until you told me um I make it a point to not treat any of my kids differently I said but even though that's already in your heart that I am I'm going to do my best to teach your son despite your opinion of me because your son has no idea because, you know, these things are not, you know, they're taught. Um, right. But it, it it took I mean, and it was back and forth like. And so since I'm virtual, I don't have a classroom, so I don't have like a phone. So like, they call me on my cell phone. So she's texting me this like. 6 p.m. on a Sunday, like, and you're this, you're that. I know you don't like the white people because of da-da-da-da-da. And y'all, my professionalism has never been tested in that way. And I just kept saying, well, I'll get you my number to my boss. You can talk to our director. And another thing about you, I said, oh, my. <laughs> I'm only Miss Slater for about eight hours of the day, but you're going to get Simone in a second because okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have uh, had to check Man. her at 6 p.m. on a Sunday. Bitch, y'all, shake my life. When, when I tell you my body was hot, like, <laughs> He was hot. I was like, my mom, like, mama, <laughs> I'm finna lose my job. I'm finna lose my job. Like, so yes, that is, that is, thank God, the only um, discrimination kind of thing I felt. Well, from students and things like, you know, your, your coworkers is your coworkers. You have those that, you know, oh my God, your hair, this, that, and the third. But if I'm not used to that by now, I don't think I ever will be. But that was definitely my first, um, 
loser. But and then long story short, she ended up uh, switching classes because I went to virtual and he went to back in person. So I don't even have him no more. Sweet kid, but just like <laughs> man, I, I feel I feel for him for sure. Wow, that's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Well. We definitely know that you are like a superstar right now because yeah. of, <laughs> because of how you teach. And I ran across just off of the strength of me, you know, on my Instagram scrolling mm-hmm. and I ran across you on Instagram and I was seeing how you was like, okay, class, they period. Period. <laughs> like, a period mm-hmm. stops a sentence, baby. Come on. Wait it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. that. That took me out. I was just like, that is so awesome, like, that you're implementing that. And it's, it's like, good to be, you know, it's, like, good to be yourself, like, implementing our, mm-hmm. who we are into how you teach. Exactly. And I think a lot of times with my profession, people assume that the way you are as a teacher is how you are all the time. So like, I'm always talking in this voice and I'm always absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And so for me, the way I talk to kids is the way I talk to adults because, you know, we're, you guys are capable. I think people forget kids are more than capable. So the same way I say, hey, period or whatever, be yourself. I push my kids like whatever you want to say. Of course, that is respectful. Say that. Do that because I'm going to be myself in here for sure. Like, I'm be me for sure. You're still going to learn. I'm still capable of teaching you everything, but I'm never not going to not be myself. And believe it or not, like as many people love it, I get so many comments of the opposite. Like, how dare you put this in the classroom? They're all going to be this, that, and the third, and you should be ashamed. And it's like, ah, well, if I, if, if my bosses and my school and my parents are not concerned, I can't even hear what you're talking about for real. <laughs> and that's on period. And, so, and that's on period. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so how is virtual learning going for you? I know, well, I have a lot of teacher stu- uh, students. I have a lot of teacher friends um, who were taking on this challenge, uh, like a lot of you all, for the first time this year. And um, you see the viral stuff that go viral with teachers crying and not being able to connect with their students or having parents as an issue, um, access to supplies. What is virtual learning going for for you right now in the school year? It has. So everything that you are sharing is everything I have already experienced. Um, So my school, we started a little earlier. So we started school in August. So I've been doing this virtual since August, but it's it's changed so much since August. I've gone through every phase of what am I about to do? How do I do this? Crying because I hate this. Um, being mad at my job, waking up like, oh, let me just get the check. Like, and now I'm finally in a space where I I just have to remember my purpose. Like, I definitely have kids who I don't see at all because they might not have Wi-Fi. I have some kids who I didn't see because they didn't have computers. My school had to give them out. You know, we gave them the computers, the hotspots. I have parents I have to literally be a bounty hunter for and just call them, text them, whatever, just to say, hey, do you know I'm your kid's teacher? I have other parents who I'll send a whole detailed email and they'll ask me, like, what did you say? What was that? So I've gone through. And then I have kids who just, you know, they come to my camera, they go to sleep. So I've gone through so many emotions of just like, I'm a joke. (laughs) I feel like a joke. And it's and it's now though and I and if any teachers are listening like we all have felt that and I have some people like well you're a superstar teacher absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not like I that's what I'm saying I'm still regular regular so every emotion that they have felt I have felt as well I've cried many a times this year more than I did in my first year and that's supposed to be the year you cry the most 
Um, I have had issues with supplies. Like you said, I've had, I, I also have kids. I just feel like I will never, they'll never get to know the Miss Slater that everyone sees in those videos because it's, it's not impossible, but it's so much harder for them to really be themselves because their attention span is, you know, they, they're, they're not going to sit on Zoom all day. Um, but I felt every single motion, but now I'm finally at peace with saying like, Hey, you're doing your best. And, and that's all you can do. That's really all I can do. So if I got to, you know, tell myself that every day, which I probably am. That's where I'm at right now. But I don't cry anymore. I'm not mad anymore. I just can't wait for this to be over so I can get back to doing what I fully love. And that's seeing my kids and like hands on learning because this is man, this is hard. I tried to teach 3D shapes yesterday on Zoom and no one had a 3D shape but me. So I'm like, do you see the sphere? They're like, hmm. So it's very, it's just, it's very hard. <laughs> this very, they look like Miss Slater. What? I'm, I'm grabbing cans from my kitchen, y'all, showing them like, this is a cylinder. Get this in your kitchen. And they're like, child, when is lunch? So it's, it's very, very <laughs> hard. But at this point, you have to laugh and just, you know, keep it going. What video was it that actually hit the, like, made you viral? And how has that changed you know maybe your teaching styles or how people have looked at you maybe your students your teachers your parents like how has that changed you know so the the video I think the the main or the first video I know it's like a compilation of videos that I posted on TikTok and the main one is the one where we were reading a story and at the end of the story you had to make a prediction and so I was teaching them hey like a prediction just means you guess what do you guess is going to happen next what do you think and so in the book it sounded like this boy really liked this girl and so I love kindergarten because many things that are I'm doing air quotes bad words to them are just words to us so I'm like I'm gonna get him I'm gonna get him today so I'm like, you know what I think? I think that he wants Amy to be his girlfriend. And girlfriend is such a hot word in kindergarten. So they're like, oh, Miss Slater, Miss Slater. I'm like, I know, I know. Someone <laughs> clipped me down. I'm getting crazy here. Someone clipped me down to yellow. So I think that video was one of the, like, was the first video that really just kind of hit. Um, and I posted thinking nothing of it. And then Inu shared it. And then BET shared it. And once BET shared that was all, that was it for me. I, I was going to pass out. Um, and then after that, what's changed for me, though, honestly, if anyone asks me, is nothing. Like, for me, I'm still the same. I still teach the same. I still am the same. But for others, my parents that I had last year, like, we're so proud of you. Like, she misses you. She's in first grade now. My parents that I had, they love it. My kids, I still see them at the school. And they're like, Miss Slater, you're famous now. Like, they're like, we're famous. I'm like, it's really y'all. Um, I'm, I'm up here because of y'all. And then my, my coworkers are, they kind of hype me up, but I'm so like, nah, y'all like, <laughs> let's just get to the staff meeting. I'm super like, we don't even got to talk about it for real. Um, oh, like they'll be like, someone who's TikToking is read the next bullet point. I'm like, someone read it. Cause I'm sad it is. Um, so it's definitely a blessing, but I just want everyone, like my coworkers, everyone to know, like, I'm going to still keep doing my job. Um, always. So to me, nothing has changed. Just more people have seen more sides of teachers. And I think that's the most important part. And that's the coolest part. So a lot of teachers that I know, to me, can bullet point, outline, draw a graph about what they think could make their school district better if they made the rules, um, pain points that they have in getting access to certain things that they want to be able to teach their kids. What type of ideas do you have to improve, you know, as far as education in the Dallas public school system since you work I in, in think, that? 
I think, and it's, you're so right. Like as a teacher, as you go, you're like, man, we should do this. So I, it's definitely a question. I could pull up my slideshow at this very moment. But for me, I think a big thing in Dallas that we are, I mean, in my district, my, in any schools, we have to start implementing culture and not just one culture. And that, because that to me will erase so many problems for the future. Like, and a lot of times with, and I've had a conversation with adults like this, like you, well, I just, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. We have to give them the chance to know. So that means when we're reading books, we're not reading all the same books about Susie and Johnny. We're reading books about, you know, Natalia. We read in books about Kendra. We read in books about everybody. And in those books, like when we do read those books, it's not the same. Like whenever I read a book that has a black child in it, they're not suffering. They're not struggling there. You know, we I want to see all cultures succeed. I think that's a huge thing for us. We have to implement culture in all ways because a lot of times what we're teaching is not tailored to our kids and they're just not going to get it because it's not for them. It's not it doesn't it's it's not their culture. So that's why when I teach, I will go by the script and the curriculum, of course, but I will always bring it back to who we are in this classroom so that you can get it. And then if I have white kids that they understand what my other kids see as well. Um, another thing I think we should change or really work work towards is really just helping our families more like this pandemic and teaching virtual are showing, like, I'm, I'm seeing people's homes. I'm seeing people's living situations and we help. But I feel like we can always do more like we can always do more for those kids whose parents have a lot going on. What more can we do? Can you know, can we bring them to a center and give them a place with Wi-Fi? Can we, you know, give like we're letting you borrow the Chrome, but can we give it to you? And you know, some of these things, of course, take money and time. But I really just think school is so much more. Sometimes kids are well, kids are at school more than they are at home. So this is their home. We need to make it as as comforting, as as helpful as whatever we can do, because when they leave the school, I don't I don't know what their home life looks like. And now I do because I'm seeing it. There's so much more that we can do to help. Um, so that culture piece and just a school not being an 8 to 3.30 place. Um, I think those two things would just alleviate so much stress on parents, on teachers, and then on everybody else, that culture piece. So we know what everyone is going through. We can work better together. Well, what positive messages can you give to, you know, like you said, every, you know, this pandemic is just, it's crazy. This is not something that we were all expecting. And for everyone. Man, Okay. <laughs> especially okay. school, like virtual for the teachers you know I, I have I also have a friend that um, my best friend is a school teacher in Irving ISD and their school shut down yesterday because of four four cases you know at, for COVID um, four mm. teachers tested positive for COVID so what positive messages you know do you have to kids that are you know in school ch- college students that are in school right now that might be going through things that might may feel like that they're not getting you know everything that they need since they're not on uh, you know on campus or you know um right. parents who have small children who might feel like that they're not able to do enough you know me and Dana Dana and I also have children um mm-hmm. you know small children but sometimes it might feel like you know we're not being able to teach them everything because they can't go to daycare or, you know what I mean so what positive right. messages send to everybody and just you know what uplifting positive message or advice can you give to those so positive message look look, let me do my best let me let me get it together (laughs) so the the positive message that i will give everybody is the message i've been giving myself is that this work is impossible it's not sorry this work is not impossible it's very hard but it's not impossible more importantly we're doing it like as we complain we are doing it so like i'm like dang virtual teaching is so hard and then i do it 
And then the parents who, and I feel for these parents who have young kids who also are working from home, who then have to teach, who then have to make dinner and do everything you were doing before. It's hard, but you're literally doing it. And so I think for me, what gets me going is like, this just shows me at this point after this, baby, I can do anything. There is nothing I can't do after this pandemic is done. So for me, the positive message is that while it's hard, y'all, every day you're doing exactly what, what we're complaining about. And I'm the type to, you know, people are like, you know, don't complain. No, complain all you need to. Complain all you need to. Get it all out. Get it all out. Because I surely call my mama to get it all out. But then end on the fact that, you know what, though? I'm going to do it anyway. Me and my best friend always say, I'm going to do it because it needs to get done. And this, that's exactly what everybody is doing. So for the college kids who feel like, dang, I don't know if I'm really prepared for this, you're going to do it because it has to get done. And that desire is really all you need. And above everything, this is not going to be like this forever. Like it seems very much longer than we thought. Now I will give y'all that. I thought I was going to have a summer for sure. However, (laughs) I knew I was going to be running around Dallas. I just moved out here a year ago. I knew I was going to be running around Dallas exploring stuff. Uh-uh. Didn't happen. However, it's not going to be like this forever. And we're still getting things done. Like so. And lastly, just look for any piece of normalcy that you can. So like whether that be a nice little bubble bath, maybe you want to have a safe little dinner at your favorite restaurant, like whatever that bit of normalcy you can grab during the week. Do that because that's going to keep us going. Like I just came from Trader Joe's this morning. I was so happy to be in there. Like <laughs> whatever your normalcy <laughs> is, whatever. And if it's this, if it's your podcast, keep key with your homegirl, like do that. Keep that because well, that we can always have for sure. Um, so that's that's what I be telling myself. I don't know if it's going to reach anybody else, but it's definitely been working for me. Well, come on, bubble bath. I might have okay. to come, glass come on, now. Look, look, light, light a candle, watch a little girlfriends, and I take myself to bed. That's that's it for me. That's that's yeah. the vibe right now. <laughs> I'm gonna give me some tea like Ti, so I can stay COVID free. Oh yes, yes. I, <laughs> let's all get some tea like Ti, but let's not let's not let's not be Ti. Let's get some tea like him, but let's not be him right now. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> so, Simone, <laughs> what's next for you? Like, you've you've you're a rock star teacher. You've gone viral. You've been everywhere. Everybody just knows and sees your face. Your kids love you. Um, you're steadfast in this teaching journey. You keep saying, "This is my my job. This is what I want to do." But what does your next five years look like? So. Um, initially, so fun fact, my second language is sign language. I love American sign language. Um, I, it's a beautiful language. I, I teach it. I love it. So initially my plan was to work at a, work at a college and teach sign language. Given everything that's happened, y'all, I think my plan has shifted to where I'll do that eventually. But my next thing I want to do is I want to be in administration. So seeing that, you know, all these ideas that I have and all that I would love to be the people up there making those decisions. Um, and not like, like, like superintendent level, but I definitely would love to be a principal because now I've seen, you know, what I can do for the kids, but what can I do? Like, I, that's for my students. What can I do for the school? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm 23. So in five years, I'll be 28, which I think is perfect time. I'll, I'll be on my grown woman vibe to show right now. I think I'm still figuring it out, <laughs> but I think in five years, I can definitely see myself going into administration and I'll no longer be like a teacher bay. I'll be like a principal bay. That'll, that'll be my next, my next level up for sure. Yes. <laughs> principal bay. Absolutely. Come on now. Y'all finna be seeing me with in suits and pumps all of a sudden. I'm a student okay. TikTok, but it's going to be a little different. I'm starting down the hallway instead making sure everybody got it together <laughs> come on look click clack click clack that's me come down the hallway <laughs> <take it in. laughs> you know that's awesome you're young and you are like 
you have so much, you know, going for yourself and you have so much that's in store and that's ahead of you. You talking about on your grown woman stuff. I'm like, dang, I feel all old. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, black don't crack. We, we, we prospering. We prospering. Right. We all look 19. So. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. I, when right. I ask for my car, when I go to beverage, I'm geeked every time. Like, oh, you thought I was in high school? Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well simone thank you so much for joining the show today yes thank you so much oh man thank you so much for having me it's i i I told y'all last night i was like are they gonna see me because i'm looking a mess but i am so happy (laughs) to i'm so happy we got to do this um i've never done anything like this before but i'm so glad that we got it figured out because y'all are amazing i mean now i got something i need to tune into and listen to so thank you for that as well i'll be tuning in to listen Thank well, you. we hope you had as much fun as we did. We did. Girl. I sure know. I certainly did. Laughs. Y'all are great. Y'all are great. Well, um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And please follow, um, like if if Simone gets a YouTube, whatever. But right now you can definitely follow her on Instagram. Um, tell us where we where we can follow you. Tell us your socials and all of that, Simone. All right, let's do the rundown. So you can follow me on Instagram at underscore love Simone. Um, that's S-I-M-O-N-E. Um, you can follow me on TikTok at love Miss Slater. I did start a YouTube channel, but I'm super nervous about it, y'all. So you can follow me or what is it? Subscribe to me <laughs> on YouTube. Um, I think it's just Simone Slater. I think it's love Miss Slater there too. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, but on Twitter, I don't be a teacher for real. I just be regular. So you can follow me on Twitter. I just be kiki and retweeting, <laughs> but underscore love Simone on Instagram and love Miss Slater on TikTok and YouTube. Awesome. Well, girl, don't be afraid to start that YouTube. Girl, go for it. Man, I did it. I did it for the people, but I'm telling you, I'll be trying. I'll be in here fumbling with the ring light and everything under the sun, but I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep, I'm going to get better at it every time. People need need to see you. People need to hear you. Like you are hilarious. It's, it's, it's awesome. So thank um, you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. It's time for the break room. It's the break room. It's the break room. What's your break do? Girl, we finna spill all the tea. Hey, hey, it's the break room. What's your break room? It's the break room. We don't need the break room for lunch time. Cause look, R H O A, Real Housewives of Atlanta is back. Real Housewives of Atlanta is back, y'all, and it premieres on Sunday, December the sixth. Um, so you know, usually the trailer comes out, the trailer's all boom, bam, bam, make you feel like you about to watch something. It's about to be a whole bunch of, like, kind of like Potomac did. It was like, uh-oh, it's about to be some drama. Mm-hmm. This trailer came out, and I was like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> the trailer was so boring. Did you see it, Dana? I did. I did see some things that I did like. I, I, I loved how, and we did talk about this when it was happening, how they, the show captured Portia protesting on Daniel Cameron's lawn and getting arrested. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, cause I was curious to see, well, we all know probably why she wanted to do it. Duh. But I was curious to see her journey in doing that. Um, and then they have a new housewife that I'm actually excited about. I don't even know her, but just the clips of her talking to her husband, talking to Kenya and all of them. I'm like, I might like this bitch. What you think? I mean, yes, you're right. They do have two. I think they have two new additions. Drew Sedora and 
Latoya Ali. Latoya Ali is an influencer. So, I mean, I've seen her on Instagram. I've scrolled through some of her stuff on Instagram. I don't know if she's going to have a peach or I don't is know if she's a blonde girl. Like, I don't know if she's blonde, but you know, child, you know, we change wigs like we change pants. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But y'all remember Drew Sedora. Okay. Y'all remember on the game, Drew Sedora came in and messed up Melanie and Derwin's situation. So I'm still mad at her about that. So I don't even, I'm going into this with preconceived. <laughs> Girl, let it go. <laughs> right. I need to let it go. But yeah. So, I mean, it looks, I mean, of course y'all, I'm still going to watch it. Y'all know I live and love. Real Housewives of Atlanta is my first love. Um, so I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm definitely interested to see how, Nini, since Nini is not going to be on the show, how that's going to go. I know last season we didn't see a lot of her, but I still love Nini. I still love her, you know, her punchline. So I'm going to miss that. So I'm just interested to see. I'm interested to see how they're going to, how this new dynamic is going to go with these two new ladies. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be as funny or interesting, especially since what I got from the trailer is it's going to be a lot of uh, chill wedding talk. And uh, Portia breaking up with Dennis and freaky stuff. So yeah, I don't see a lot of drama between the girls, and I hate to sound like I don't want to sound like I'm just I want drama between girls. I'm not oh, that person. But, watching the but that's what I'm watching the show for. Like yeah. where's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why y'all are here, Wendy. Uh, hello, right? So I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, so we'll talk about it once it airs. But moving on to how Real Housewives of Potomac. Real Housewives of Potomac. I said Real Housewives of Atlanta was my first love, but now <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac is like the runner up. Okay. Um, but anyways, y'all, Wendy had a Wine with Wendy event. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. Of course, Monique wasn't invited because Wendy is very stern in her beliefs that she just feels like. Monique doesn't have any remorse and she's just not here for that. And I think she has a little bit of loyalty to Candace too. Cause I think Candace is the one who introduced her to the show, I guess. But anyways, at the event, Candace and Karen sat down and Candace expressed how she felt to Karen. You know, like she just feels like Karen is riding the fence and she wants her to kind of take a side. Um, and are we in grade school? Girl. And Karen was like, look, nobody is going to tell me what I can and cannot do. If you, if the shoe was on the other foot, Candace, I would do the same for you. And she kind of told her, do you remember last year when you were having issues and all of that? I was on your side then. So she was basically like, I'm not going to choose a side. I'm going to be neutral and I'm going to ride for my friend Monique, regardless of the fact. So what do you feel like? What do you think, Dana? Again, uh, Candace pulled a knife out on Ashley Darby last season. I don't know why we're sitting up here up in arms acting like, oh, we don't get violent on this show. I just hate Potomac used to be the only Housewives franchise where I could say I I liked all the characters for whatever reason. Now that they're shifting towards this us versus them um, and Monique is iced out based on her mistake I think that's petty I think it's stupid I think it's high school I don't like the fact that uh Candace is trying to just rally up a team of people to just be against this girl and I don't like the fact that everybody else is just so 
Ugh, you did that. Ugh, there's no no more room for you. Now, I did watch a few interviews, uh, post-show interviews with them, mm-hmm. and they did all disclose that a lot more happened after all of this stuff was filmed. And so there's just way too much water under the bridge for them to come back now. I hope not. Because I really just don't see this show being good for me if this is the type of shit that's going to keep going because the rest of their season trailer you don't see Monique nowhere until like nowhere she's in like maybe one scene when they when Ashley told her about Karen telling Candace to file charges and that's it so what's gonna become a Monique like again hitting someone who has not shown you physical violence or is not threatening to hit you is wrong it's two left shoes as the day as long okay and we did see how monique play uh came to this kind of realization that uh it's not really candace's fault but before she could apologize candace had already filed charges and then just shit just blew up from there i just think it's just too much like if y'all gonna have the whole season riding on this just one ass fight and then we get to see all of y'all goofy hens hee hee and cackling about and icing out this one girl, that's not fun for me. That's not fun. I think y'all are fake. Y'all are phony. I'm over Giselle and her image and Pastor Jamal and, and Rob. Like all of these, all of these women live in glass houses and can't throw not one fucking stone at another. So the fact that they have rallied up against this one girl due to her mistake that was wrong is just, it's, it's, it's clown to me. I, I don't know if I'll be enjoying the show. I'll still watch it, but I just don't, I just can't see myself really being into it. If it's going to be on some mean girl shit. Yeah. And it's definitely looking like that's how it's going. You know, Ashley went to the, not for lazy mom live podcast. That's Monique's podcast. She was the only person that showed up. She invited everybody. She called everybody. And Wendy, you know, was like, I still, I'm kind of, you know, on the edge about it. I don't want to go. I'm I'll see basically. And um, nobody showed up, but Ashley, Ashley is, you know, ride or die for Monique, which I ain't got nothing to say about that. But, um, I mean, it's not even about riding and dying for somebody. It's like, okay, we're all friends. Our one friend made a mistake. Like, give her a chance to atone. Give her a chance to apologize. Give both the ladies a chance to hash it out. Now that everybody's involved, it's just even more stupid and messier. I Honestly, I can't wait to get to this fight with... um, Michael Darby and Chris Bassett. Yes, that's like, gonna be really good. These two white men going to get up, uh, uh, oh, going at it. I can't wait to see because um, <laughs> that's gonna be something. And I want to, I want to know why. And then <laughs> going back to what Monique, I mean, not Monique, Candace constantly preached. I'm not like this. I'm ghetto trash. You ghetto trash. Did this and that. You pulled a knife out on Ashley last season. We got that. Your mom hit you with a purse. You got that. Now your husband up here clowning in some public place and you all behind him. You don't want these problems. You don't want these problems. Who is ghetto trash? Please let me know. Y'all are just. Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not say that she's ghetto trash. Cause baby, like you said, you pulled a knife out on, on, uh, who was it? Ashley last year in her house or 
where in in your house you pulled a knife out of her like she i feel like candace is she has taken it way beyond where it had to go way beyond way yeah. beyond like now I, I saw her she did like i don't know where i, I think i was watching what watch what happens live don't quote me on that but um candace was another I, something happening candace was like you know i, I want to see her or was it on Insta? I think it was on Instagram. I went on Candace's Instagram and she was like, I want her to have her kids calling her from a jail cell. Like, I want her. <gasps> yeah, it was something to that effect. Not, don't quote my words, but something like that. I'm like, girl, it's not that serious. Like, girl, girl beat your ass. Yeah, but don't be that mad because you got your ass beat. Now, she had no reason to do. She had no reason. Candace did. I'm going to say it again. Candace did nothing for her to be like, oh, well, let me put my hands on her. It wasn't It wasn't that serious. It was an argument. Okay, it could have been hashed. But I feel like it was something deeper than that to make her want to go lash out on her like that. But still, Candace, like, you want her kids to see her go to jail. Like, that's, you got too much going on. It's not that serious. It was a fight. Like, you could be mad, but let's move on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I am interested, you know, I was saying that Ashley, you know, went to the Not For Lazy Moms live podcast. She was the only one there. And like you said, Dana, she told Monique um, that Candace, that Karen told Candace that if it was her, she would go legal or she would take it legal. So I'm, I want to see since Karen is such on Monique's side and, you know, Monique has a friend in Karen right now. And Ashley does seem like the only two of these people that likes her right now. I'm interested to see if she confronts her, is she, is Karen going to backpedal and be fake and be like, I mean, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see, but I do want to leave off. Um, at this Jamal and Giselle's relationship is so weird to me. Is it just me when they were in that car, when they were in the car and she was taken to the airport? They just don't seem like a real couple to me. It seems like they're the conversation was just so, oh, well, we never talked about that or I never saw that or I, it was just, I'm like, did y'all just meet the other day or have y'all been together and divorced eight years and all of that? Like, you can tell they, they keep it light for the cameras. That must be what it is for the church folk. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's gotta be what and it y'all is. Still trying to impress the church folk at this point. Girl. Cause you already done lost that sweetheart. That's been going out the window for me. <laughs> like, okay. Is that, that must both be what it is. Cause they, the little hug that they gave at the end. I'm like, what is It's like, are y'all even together? Like what's up with that? Anyway, I'm interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow. Child. Moving on off of Real Housewives talk, Netflix has a new series that I am here for. Selena the series, y'all. Selena, Selena, Selena. Selena. Black people love Selena. <laughs> I love me some Selena. I am black people and black people is me because I love Selena. Y'all, I love, I used to love the movie and I know all her songs, okay? Itty bitty bum ba, itty bitty bum, itty bitty. No, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> but um, Netflix has a new series, the Selena the series. It's a two part series that's coming out on December the fourth. We have to watch. I'm going to watch. I'm sure it's going to be really good. I hope it's going to be really good. Um, Selena could do no wrong uh, for me, and so I'm hoping that's good. Are you going to be watching Dana? I will take a gander. I'm pretty much married to Jennifer Lopez's, um, what is it called? Jennifer Lopez will forever, will forever be Selena. <laughs> yeah, I'm forever, um, 
Jennifer Lopez as Selena type. I, you know how you get comfortable seeing somebody yeah, do it, and then somebody else come back twenty years later. It's like, nah, your ass ain't as big as hers. Like, so I'm just interested in seeing how they're gonna do a series of this and what is gonna be told from the story that wasn't told from the original movie. I was just about to say, I'm wondering, is there anything else that's going to come out that we don't already know? Because they did a really good job in, in Selena that, you know, where Jennifer Lopez plays Selena in telling the story and how it went and all of that. So I'm interested to see it, too. I'm hoping that it's that the lady, whoever's playing it, I don't know her name. I hope she does it justice. But if not, we still got the Selena, the movie to watch. So um, that comes out again, y'all, December the 4th. Uh, there wasn't any good new music for me to tell y'all about, but the only thing that I have in case there, I have any, you know, pop girls out there, Ariana Grande came out. With I knew music. you was going to talk about Ariana. <laughs> hey, I mean, she came out with a new album called Positions. Um, the last album was way better. I don't, I don't even remember a song that I really liked. So actually I do like, I like Positions. That's the debut title, you know, album that she has on there, but. I mean, that's really all I like from the from the album. I mean, I love Ariana Grande. Ar- Ariana Grande. This album sounds a little bit more R and B. I feel like a lot of the white artists are, you know, they love to delve in and dip in some chocolate and do what we do, but they don't never want to uh, stand up for what's right, child. But I'm not saying Ariana Grande does that, but uh, it definitely sounds a lot of R. It sounds R and B ish. She has the weekend on there. Uh, I don't like him, but. <laughs> if, you like, if you like Ariana Grande, go check that out. Ain't no other new music that I know of. Dana, have you been listening listening to anything new? Well, DMX came out with the EP called X is Coming, which, you know, um, a lot of us, well, I wouldn't even say us old heads, maybe older millennials got a little excited about. Um, I haven't listened to it yet, but I am going to. Uh, my boy Wizkid, y'all know I love me some Afrobeats. Uh, he came out with the album called Made in Lagos. So uh, that's a bop if y'all are into Afrobeats. Um, it's not as good as some of his other albums, but I still like it. That's my, bu- that's my dude. Um, and, uh, Gucci Mane has So Icy Gang Volume 1 out. I'm going to take a listen to that. Okay. Yeah. I have to listen to that. Cause I love me some Gucci. But uh, other than that, uh, T.I.'s album, The Libra, which you talked about, and Mario's Closer to Mars. Yeah, there ain't been a whole lot of new music out here lately. Um, I'm hoping to hear something soon from somebody. Like, somebody, please surprise us with an album. Beyonce, Adele, (laughs) Childish Gambino, somebody. Somebody. And going back, I do want to mention, you talked about the, the verses. I didn't get to say anything, but I am so here for the T.I. and Jeezy versus y'all. Like, I was like, yes, they are the perfect match. Like, they have the same type of genre of music. Like, they have heavy hitters that can go against each other. Because, you know, Busta Rhymes was trying to do a versus with T.I. Like, Busta, go sit down. No, I love no. Busta, but not for T.I. I don't know why he was so... That's not your lane. That's not your lane at all. Like... And not, but sure. has reason, but not with T.I. So T.I. and Jeezy, I'm there. I'm going to have a sound bar on. It's going to be, I'm going to be at, you know, uh, 
be loud with them in my house, child. Okay, club living room. <laughs> 103. Hey. Nigga, 103. Come on. <laughs> my shit. <laughs> Well, y'all, that is all I have for the break room this week. All right. Well, happy Halloween again, y'all. If y'all is out, um, well, if y'all were out, because y'all be listening to this after the fact, trick or treating, stay indoors, okay? For the next two days, go get you a COVID test before you go out, um, lollipopping and popping again. And, um, I want to say we'll see you guys next week because we will. We are scheduled to. We got everything lined up. But <laughs> life, okay, life happens. Um, we know we missed the show last week. That was my, well, my bad. I was very, 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 very sick. Um, and thank you for everybody that prayed for me. And um, we love you guys so much. As usual, thank you so much to our guest, Miss Simone Slater, for coming through. And um, bye, y'all.